Yeah, good morning once again, and it's, it's a joy to um, bring God's word to you this morning. Um, so I'm going to talk to you about something that's been on my mind for quite some time. But at the same time, you know, the last few weeks, I've brought about a few things, and I want to just fit into it, because oftentimes when you stand to preach, you have to think about what's going on around you know, so that people can relate to what you're saying, rather than bring something that is totally different from what is going on. So we can fit into into that. So there's a context to this. And also there's um, something I believe that God will bring us into uh, with this word. So my title is Time. Time, Growing Strong in the Seasons of Life. And the emphasis is Time. You know, as we look at the events of the past few days, we've prayed about the cranes. Tomorrow is the barrier, and and we reflect on what has happened and is happening before our eyes. And people lining up the last three, four days. I mean, there's a time it was 24 hours of waiting just to pass, and you're like, wow, that is just unbelievable, isn't it? That people will rather just stand. I think it was like two days ago, it was very, very cold, and people could brace that just to pay respect to somebody. For me, that is really remarkable, isn't it? That somebody will spend 24 hours to just stand just to pay respect. And so we ponder on what life is all about. And then you realize that from the time we are born, you know, the clock starts ticking, isn't it? You know, the clock starts ticking from the time we are born. And ultimately, a time will come that it will surely end. And that's the reality of life. Whether we live for 40, 60, 80, 100, a time will come that will go. You know, in December, I was privileged to travel back to Lagos, and I met my grandmother. She's about 100 plus. And I was like, wow. And she's got her faculty. She's still going strong. I'm like, this is amazing. But the reality is, she can't live forever. And so for me, going home and spending that day or two, you know, I took a lot of pictures. I did some videos. So I've got memories. Because I know, whether I like it or not, a time will come that she will go. You know, myself as well, a time will come that you don't want to die now, but you know that's a reality, isn't it? We don't talk about it. People say nobody, everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die. You know, so you can't have both. At some point, this thing will happen. We don't like talking about it. A friend of mine last year asked me for something so scary. He said, oh, Dio, I'm thinking of like building memorials of when I die. So he's like thinking of his epitaph. So he said, Dio, can you write me something? About you, I'm like, you're still young, man. Why are you thinking about this? And he said something very strong. He said, why do you have life insurance? Is it that you're going to die tomorrow? I'm like, no, but you have it because that's the right thing to do. So what I'm thinking about is not I'm going to die, but I'm just thinking about how I'm reflecting on how people think about me. So I want to know what you think about me before I go. I'm like, okay, that's, that's fair enough. So we will see that there are so many things we don't think about. But there are realities of life that we cannot shy away from. We can't. So we live 
And science, by the way, is doing everything. You know, stem cell therapy, it's big business. Anti-aging treatment is big business. If you go to some countries, that is millions of dollars. People pay so much money, you know, not to age. If you have the money, actually, you, you can't do it. And, and, I, and, I, and I stand corrected that if it was possible for money to buy life, the queen wouldn't be dead. Because they would do everything possible, you know, to make sure that she's alive. But the time comes that money and age catches up. And no matter how much we try to get all these things, age always catches up with us eventually. So we live in a world of changes, several events of time. And also, if you bring it home, time happens to us as well, isn't it? And you can't control it. You can't. So if you go to the next slide, even as a church, that's time, isn't it? As a church, time happens to us. We, we started 2018, isn't it? And we moved from Ashcroft, you know, to the, where we had the theater, we moved to the dance studio, moved back. Eventually, we are here. And who knows what's going to happen in the next six months? Do I know? I don't know. What will happen in the next one year? Do I know? I don't know. So we see that before our very highs, things are changing. Is it working? Good. Oh, look at that. Also, as... As families and individuals as well, you know, I've got two kids, and it's unbelievable that David is in secondary school. I'm like, really? How? How? It doesn't make sense. I can still remember when he was born. And all of a sudden, it's, they're, they're actually, you know, that, that little madame now is it's a big girl. Very soon, she might be in the next few years, she'll be in secondary school as well. And before you know it, in fact, she's almost as tall as her mom. And you realize that, goodness me, what's going on? And if you're not careful, literally before your eyes, and do you know the, do you know the complexity of this is that you don't see it coming. I've never seen her grow. It's just like, when you know, how do I know that she's growing? It's when she, you buy something new a few weeks ago. And then a few weeks after, she can't wear it anymore. I'm like, how? But I can't see it because I'm living with her every day and I don't see the changes going on in her lives because I see her every day and I just like, oh, she's fine. And then until somebody comes and says, what's happened to you? I'm like, what, what do you mean? <laughs> what's happened to her? She's okay. Like, she's grown so tall. And then you realize that she's going through a phase in time. She's changing. And all of a sudden... She will become a teenager, and then before you know it, she's gone. I'm like, whoa, what do I do now? How do I maximize that? So as a church, I need a slide of the church as well after this. Yeah, if you look at that, I mean, look at Johnny, how young he was there. <laughs> and, and, how he, and he's still young now, he's still, still young. <laughs> he's still young, you know. So, I mean, uh, the amazing one, I wouldn't say, it's, it's amazing as well. Look at her over there, and she's changed now, isn't it? It's just, just amazing how, I mean, that young man as well there, it's just 
I mean, do I still look the same? I don't know. But we, we, what, what I'm trying to bring up is that time happens. You can't control it. You can't master it. And right before your eyes, things are going on. And we just need to be conscious of these things. When I was preparing, I was like, okay. A few years ago, some of us probably didn't have kids. I mean, Joystin and Elena, they've got two kids. Who knows whether they've got a third one coming? I don't know. You know, in that church, the last two, three years, we've had two babies. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember that there's, there's uh, Caris and Ari. They, had, they moved to Scotland, you know, and, and, and we've got Danielle as well. So uh, in the last three, four years, we've had two babies in the church. And who knows that many might still be coming? Who knows we have, we have more marriages? But I'm done with babies, so don't ask me that. Um, so time happens. Time moves on regardless. In five years' time, if you're 40, you'll be 45. <laughs> if you're 50, you'll be 55. <laughs> if you're 75, you will be 80. And actually, there's a time calculator, weirdly, I found online. When I put my date of birth and today, it was so creepy. It gave me the exact. So it says that I've actually spent... Over 360,000 hours since I was born. So you can try and work that out. I spent over 1.2 billion seconds. I'm like, really? I should be a billionaire then if I've got that number of seconds I've spent since I was born. So you see that time, and do you know what? It's about 11.20, whatever now. 11.20, you can't get it back again. It's gone. It's gone forever. So as individuals and families, we must desire to understand times and seasons. And God is so particular about time. In 1 Chronicles 12, the Bible talks about the sons of Issachar, that they had an understanding of the time. They were able to tell Israel what Israel ought to do. I think the next slide should, should, should have that Bible verse there. Yeah. So, and then Psalm 90 verse 12 says, teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts to wisdom. So God is so particular about we understanding times. Because if you don't understand the times we are in, you will just live like a flag on a pole. Every wind blows you here and there. So it's so important that we, we understand time. Even David prayed in Psalms 31 verse 15. Psalms 31 15. He said, my times are in your hands, O God. My times are in your hands, O God. So God desires that we understand time. And it's very particular about time as well. Do you know that Jesus could not even come to the earth without time? If you look at Galatians 4, Galatians 4, I think is uh, verse 4, I believe. He said, when the fullness of time had come, God sent his son. So Jesus could not even come until a time called the fullness of time. Do you know that Israel in Egypt could not, Moses could not be asked to deliver Israel until at least 400 years. So Israel had to stay in Egypt for 400 years before God was able to raise a Moses to deliver them. So we see that God is so, so particular about time. 
I think the next layer. So if you look at John 7, verse 6, Jesus told them, he said, my time has not yet arrived, but your time is always there. So we see that Jesus, when he was leaving, it was so particular about different times in his life. In John 2, when Mary asked him to turn the water into wine, he said, my time had not yet come. So Jesus was always particular about time. And if you look across scripture, you will see that God is always particular about time. Ephesians 1 even talks about the dispensation of the fullness of time. And do you know, even in John 17 verse 1, if you look at John 17, I'm not sure I have that on, on the screen. If you look at John 17 verse 1, there was something Jesus said there. I just want to read that very quickly. If you have your Bible, if you turn to John 17 verse 1, it's a very powerful um, uh, verse of Scripture. John 17 verse 1. And Jesus spoke these things, looked up to heaven, and said, Father, what? The hour has come. Glorify your son so that the son may glorify you. So Jesus had an understanding that something was about to happen to him. And he said, Father, the hour has come. So Jesus knew he was going to die. Jesus knew that something will happen in his life. So I've just built this um, introduction because there's somewhere I'm going with this. So we see that even as you're listening to me now, you know, whether you're watching, you know, online, there are two verses I also want to highlight to you. Even salvation is timely. Salvation itself is timely. If you look at 2 Corinthians 6, 2 Corinthians 6 verse 2. I think that should be on the screen anyway. Yeah, uh, yeah, that one. It says, walking together with him, we also appeal to you, don't receive the grace of God in vain. For he says, what? At an acceptable time, I listen. And in the day of salvation, I helped you. See, now is the acceptable time. Now is the day of what? Of salvation. So, somebody listen to this. Today can be your day of salvation. Today can be the day that God has said, Ah, my son, my daughter, come to me. Because you don't know what tomorrow may bring. So God may be particular about somebody today and say, now, now, my daughter, now, my son, is the day of salvation. And if you look at Hebrews 4 verse 7, he again specifies a certain day. Is that today? I think it should be on the screen. Yes, is that? Is that today? If you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. So we can see that when... The scholars where we were writing the Bible, they were so particular, but they were emphasizing some particular times and events. So today, if God is speaking to you about something, please, please do not harden your heart. Whatever God wants you to do today, I will urge you to just, just go for it and trust Him that He will help you along the way. And as we contemplate God's sovereignty over the cycles of life, we are choosing whether to look at these things from a self-perspective or from a faith perspective. A major takeaway, because the context of this is I want to talk about a book that has spoken so much to me, and all through my life, I love it so much, the book of Ecclesiastics. 
I've called it correct. It's one of those words that's so hard to call. Or you call it the preacher. I think the preacher is, is, is much easier. Is that we can begin to see how time plays out in front of us. So I'm going to go to Ecclesiastes chapter 3. I'm going to read from verse 1 to 15, I believe. And it's called the mystery. In fact, in my Bible, if you, know, you, know, if you have a Bible, most times you have like headings in the Bible, isn't it, on your like chapter. In my, it said the mystery of time. Time is a mystery. No one understands it. No one. So let's read Exodus 3. It said there's an occasion for everything and a time for every activity under heaven. A time to give birth and a time to die. Now it begins to list those things that time does. A time to plant and a time to uproot. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build. A time to weep. And a time to dance, a time to throw stones, a time to gather stones, a time to embrace, and a time to avoid embracing. When, when I read that, I remember COVID, isn't it? You know, absolutely. That, that, that has happened to us. So we know that time came for us. A time to search, and a time to count as lost. A time to keep, and a time to throw away. A time to tear, and a time to seal. A time to be silent and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. What does the work again from his struggles? I have seen the tax that God has given the children of Adam to keep them occupied. He has made everything appropriate in his time. He has also put eternity in our heart. But no one can discover the work God has done from the beginning. I know that there is nothing better for life than to rejoice and enjoy the good life. It is also the gift of God. Whenever anyone eats, drinks, and enjoys all his effort, I know that everything that God does will last forever. There is no hiding to it or taking from it. God works so that people will be in awe of him. Whatever it has already been and whatever will be already is. However, God speaks justice for the persecuted. So I'm going to just spend some time on this um, amazing, amazing series of, of, of words. Uh, so to everything, there's a time and there's a season. There's a time to be born. And there's a time to die. Now you realize that the, the, the starting point says a time to what? A time to be born and there's a time to die. And then you began to list everything. Because between being born and dying, the rest are the things that happens between. Between being born, so one has been born and one dies. Between those, there's this gap. There's this space. And in that space, so much begins to happen. You have a time to plant, a time to uproot, a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to tear down. So what does this mean for us today? So there's a season of time to give birth and there's a season of time to die. Time happens to us, but we must grow in the seasons of life. God's sovereignty is crucial to our understanding of Ecclesiastes 3, 1 to 8 particularly, because without it, the moment in time, Solomon points out, are without eternal values 
or significant. So I'm going to spend some time. If we go to the next slide, just have this beautiful caption there. Yeah, look at that. So I'm going to talk about two things very quickly. The seasons and the growing. So what are these seasons and what do we need to grow in this season? So I'm going to pick on a few because it's, it's a lot there. But I'm just going to pick up on a few. And I just want you to reflect, which season are you at this point in your life? What season are you? You know, one of the, if you look at verse um, 3, a time to kill and a time to heal. And are you in a season of pain this morning? There's a time to heal. And when, when we talk about healing, it, that means that somebody has gone through a process. Somebody has gone through a heart or somebody has go, is going through a pain in their body and they are trusting the Lord for something. And God is saying that there's a time called a time to heal. And which means that for somebody to be healed, it means that person must have gone through a pain. And this morning, if you're in that place where you've gone through a pain, somebody has done something to you, and it's like you're holding on to something. And God is saying, let go, my son. Let go, my daughter, today. Because you cannot hold on to the pains of the past. Many are in this season of pain, especially the past. There's so many people that the past holds them down from letting them go to what God wants them to do. And today, I believe, can be a day where you walk away free. And if you're in this place, you are, you are sick in your body. It makes all things beautiful in its time. I believe that we can pray for you this morning and say, God, why don't you make today a time to heal? Why don't you make today a time? Because there's a place in time called a time to heal. And God has that place called a time to heal. And we can pray this morning and say, God, Lord, let today be a time where you show your healing in people's life. It can be spirit, it can be physically healing, it can be emotionally as well. So whatever pain that we may have gone through, I believe this morning that God is here to really speak to our heart. And God is here to bring healing to any pain in our lives. So that the past will not hold us down. We can go on to fulfill what God wants us to do. So a time to heal. A time to search. Are you in a season of searching? There's something your heart is yearning for. And yet you are so unsure of what it is. A time of searching. You know, sometimes when you are looking for a house, you keep searching. You, keep, you go to different places. You're searching, you're searching, you're searching. You're trying to find the right one. And for some people that are in that place of searching, they're in that place of searching for answers, searching for significance. Who am I? What am I doing here? What's the purpose of my life? There are many people in that state where they are searching for answers. If you're in a place where you're not fulfilled within yourself, there's something yearning within your heart. I, I can't really put things into words. There's something my heart is yearning for, yet I don't know. I don't know if you're in that, I don't know if whether you've been in that situation before, or you are in that situation where you feel so confused. You are not really sure what to do. You don't know sure where to go. A time to search. And God wants to give you answers today. And God will say to you, my daughter, my son, come to me. You know, Jason has read beautifully this morning. He said, cast all your cares on him. I never spoke to him that I was going to read that this morning. 
Cast all your cares on me, for I care for you. So we see that when we are searching, we can come to God and say, God, here am I. Just, just help me, Lord. I'm searching for answers. I'm searching for answers. There's a song uh, that, that many are searching for answers far and wide. But we know where the answer is, is in God himself. But he's a good, good father, isn't it? A time to tear down. A time to tear down. That is, that is hard. That is hard. Are you in a season of tearing down? It seems your life has been turned upside down. And sometimes things don't make sense anymore. And God is saying, you need to tear this down. You need to just walk away. That is so painful as well. When you have to walk away, it could be from, from a job, it can be from a relationship, it can be from anything. A time to tear down. And God is saying, look, my daughter, my son, you need to pull this away. You need to tear this down. You need to start all over again. No, I can't start all over again. Sometimes we come to that season in our life where we have to tear things down. Especially somebody like we have to move from one place to the other. And then, or there are some things like, uh, sometimes um, my, my wife tells me for this. Sometimes I always find a reason for something that I have, even when there's no use for it. You know, and I'm convincing myself, I need this thing. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I'm going to, and then she just, she, uh, she wouldn't even tell me. She would just take it, and then I'll be looking for it. I'm like, where is it? I'm like, okay, I, re- I realize I really don't need this thing, actually. So sometimes, you know, it's a time where you have to just let go of some things. Like, I don't need this thing. I just want to move on, because that is not what I really need at this time. So there's a time to tear down. And I love this one. A time to plant. Oh, my goodness, a time to plant. Oh, are you in a season of planting? Oh, this is hard. Do you know, imagine you're planting an acre and you keep watering every day. What do you see? Nothing. You keep watering. Nothing. Keep watering. Oh, my goodness. Like, what's the point? What's the point? Oh, a time to plant is so hard. So hard. And there's sometimes you're in a place of planting. You know, if you're studying, you might be in a place of planting. Because you're pouring water. You say nothing. You're pouring water. You're making all the effort. I'm like, what's going on? I can't see anything. But don't worry. The Bible says in Job, it said, there's hope for a tree. If it is cut down, see at the scent of water, see, it will burn again. If you keep just keep doing the work, because what you don't know is that everything you're doing is not wasted. A day will come, you just see the thing just coming out from the ground. But you don't give up. You keep pouring water, spending time planting. And, and do you know sometimes when you plant, you have to uproot before you plant as well, if it's a new season. So it's time to plant. It's so hard. It could be frustrating when you're planting and you're seeing nothing. But keep doing it. And I think some of us we might be in that place where we are planting, we're doing things and we can't see anything. Stay there. Just stay there. Because God's got your back. Don't give up. Don't lose hope. Keep going on. Keep doing it. It's not going to be easy. But do you know, 
Don't forget the title of my message this morning. You are growing strong in the seasons of life. Because when we go through this season, the emphasis is that we grow stronger. You know, we grow stronger in this season. Hebrews 10 says that we are not, we are not of them that draw back. We don't draw back, we fight on. Paul said that, have you seen a man who is worrying? Who, um, have you seen a man who, who, who is trying to, 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 to get uh, a medal? Say he does not entangle himself with civilian duty. His role is focused. Do you know that Usain Bolt that we talk about today, that is the fastest man? Do you know how many times he trains in the morning? Do you know how many times that Michael Jordan has, has tried to, you know, Get those three pointers. Waking up early in the morning, doing all. People don't see those struggles. All they see is the glory. But there's always a story behind the glory. A time to plant. And sometimes a time to uproot as well. You might have to just move away and go somewhere to plant. I'll just go on a tumor. In this, uh, a time to gather stones and to scatter stones. That's, that's just unbelievable. It's just like tearing down as well, isn't it? And when I was going through this, gathering and scattering is like you're tearing down a whole building and you're building something new. And I think this is for somebody, I feel so strongly about somebody here this morning where you are in a place where everything is comfortable. You're so happy. And I'm not talking about really, it could be a joy, it could be something that you've always wanted to do. It can be a new role or something. And you feel like, oh, no, I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to, I'm just going to stay, I'm going to hold on tightly to this. And God is saying, I want you to gather stone somewhere else. I want you to start building something. I want, there's, there's so much more for you. There's so much more about you that you don't know. And one person comes to mind the Bible. His name is Gideon. Gideon said, when he, uh, if I, if I can, Gideon was, when he met the angel, he said, no, I'm the least of my father. I'm the least of the least. And, and God looked at Gideon and said, I'm going to use him mightily. And sometimes we look at ourselves like, no, no, I'm not, I'm not great. No, I can't do anything. And God says, no, there's what I see that you don't see. I see a great man. I see a great woman. I see somebody that God can use mightily. Why do you limit yourself? Why do you doubt yourself? God might be bringing you into a season of gathering, a place where you come and just trust the Lord to help you to be a better version of yourself. So let's not hold on to the past. Let's trust him to move us in the right place. And lastly, this one is hard as well. A time to be quiet. A time to be quiet. Are you in a season of quietness? Sometimes, can you imagine, uh, I've been in places where I want to fight for myself, and God said, keep quiet. I'm like, Lord, you're doing something that's not good. I said, no, let the Lord fight for you. Are you in a place where sometimes you want to like, bring out your muscle, or like, you want to fight everything? You're no, 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 I'm not going to have that. And God is saying to you, no, there's a place called a place of quiet. Would you allow God to vindicate you Instead of trying to do it yourself in the place of quiet. When the brother adulterous woman to Jesus, and Jesus just stood there, very quiet. And he said, If anyone of you have not sinned, let it be the first to cast stones. 
There's a place called the place of quiet, a place where, you know, like Psalm 23, it leads me beside the still waters. It restores my soul. It leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. A place where you are so quiet. In Psalm 46, verse 10, he said, be still. Be still and know that I am God. When God was about to show wonders to Israel, what did he say? He said, be still and see. And God is saying to you, my daughter, my son, just be quiet. Be still. I am doing something that you cannot see behind the sin. I'm doing something. So very quickly, how do we, what should be our attitude? What's the growing that God wants us to go through in this season? Having the right attitude is very important. If you, I think the next slide, I love this Bible verse so much because this, is, this just captures everything I've been saying so far today. James, a servant of God, of the Lord Jesus. So the 12 tribes dispersed abroad. Consider it a great joy when, my brothers and sisters, whenever you experience various trials. Why? Because you know that the testing of your faith produces what? Endurance. Some virgin say patience. And it says, I love verse 4 so much. It says, and let Patience, endurance, have its full effect so that you may be mature and complete, lacking nothing. You see, whatever we go through, whether it's a place where you are quiet, whether you are a place where you are, you are finding healing, a place where you are tearing things down, the key thing that God wants us to be mature. Maturity is all that God is looking for. He wants us to be mature in this season. The Bible says that Jesus learned obedience. I think Hebrews 5 verse 7. By the things he suffered. So, it was not the suffering. You see, God was not interested in Jesus' suffering. God was interested in the learning. The Bible says he learned obedience by the things he suffered. So your maturity is in the place of what you learn for what you go through. Look, guys, if you go through stuff and you've learned nothing, it's a waste of time. Because you know what? Let me just go to 2 Corinthians. Let me just read this place for us. And then we close. Two, the reason why we go through this, let me just show you very quickly. 2 Corinthians 1. This is why we go through what we go through. 2 Corinthians 1, verse 4. It says... He comforts us in all our affliction. Why? So that we may be able to what? To comfort those who are in any kind of affliction through the comfort we ourselves have received from God. So everything you have ever gone through, it is not a waste. It's not a waste. A time will come you will meet somebody, my goodness, that will need you. And that is when you realize that, my goodness, I'm going through this not because of myself sometimes, but to mature and to be a blessing to someone else. To be a blessing to someone else. Because that is all God wants us to do, to become a blessing to somebody. But we go through these things in our lives because God wants us to mature and God wants us to be a blessing to somebody. 
Isn't that amazing? So having the right attitude, we are strong. We are maturing. And we find opportunities to be a blessing to people. If I just ask the band to come, I just want to play, play a song before we go. So if the band can just come. I just want you to say, what is taking your time this morning? I just want you to reflect. What season are you? Because if this message will make any sense to anyone here, it's just for you to reflect on the season of life that you are in. And if you're in a season of laughter, whoa, well done, fantastic. I know people might be in that season as well. Because it's a season to dance. Oh my goodness, season to dance. And that's amazing. It's a season to laugh as well. And you might not be in that place where you're laughing. That is good. It's a season to embrace. That's fine. So I just want you to reflect whatever season you are in this morning, you can find help with God. Hebrews 4 says, let us come boldly to the throne of grace. You know why? Hebrews 4, 12, you read verse 12 and verse 12. It says, let us come boldly to the throne of grace. Do you know why? That we may obtain mercy and find grace to help. Find grace to help in times of need. So I believe this morning, whatever season we are in, we just say, God, I just need grace this morning. Would you just give me grace this morning? Because it changes times and seasons. God can change times and seasons. If you look at Daniel 2.21, he says he's a God that changes times and seasons. So if you need a change this morning, when we're washing, why don't you, if you want to grab somebody, you know, uh, Jason might be on this side, I'll be on the, on, the, on, the, on the other side. Please, just come. If we want to just pray for you, we'll be happy to pray for you. That God can change times for you. God can bring restoration. God can give you grace. Sometimes it's not changing. Sometimes it's grace to go through it as well. Grace to go through that season of life.